Connor, answer me this. Yes. Did you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 70 of Fish and Connor Saw a Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, he's been here for 70 episodes. My favorite sack of shit. Well, that worked really well. I actually thought I was going to choke on that, but I said Connor McDuff while drinking water. You did. Boom! That's a first, you fuckers. An impressive gurgle, indeed. An impressive one. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, we've hit episode 70. Yeah! Which is pretty cool. And we've just had a bit of a break for the first time in, like, 70 episodes. I'm not going to lie. I fucking enjoyed it. Like, it was... (laughs) It was a fucking relief having just... What was it? Two weeks or just a week? It was like kind of a, a week, week and, and a half. Two weeks. Yeah, we kind of... Well, we last, said two uh, weeks. Yeah. We lied. Our <laughs> la- well, our last episode was the, the Boxing Day Bonanza, uh, which yeah. we it came out a little bit later, so I don't think it's technically a full two weeks since the episode came out. Yeah. But... It's Listen, been, it's been It's been pleasant. We um, did 69 episodes straight. So you can go fuck yourselves. We needed a fucking break, and we got one. But we're back now. We, you don't need to fuck yourselves. We're here. We're happy. <laughs> Quit we're ready. fucking yourselves. Stop fucking yourself. <laughs> we will do it for you. We're here to fuck you. Fish and Connoisseur <laughs> movie. And we have a very special episode. I'm very excited about this episode. I don't know about you, but what we've decided to do, because the big blockbuster of the first half of the year, Batman versus Superman, comes out in March... We have done what, Fish? Well, we're about to sit and watch a bunch of fucking Batman movies. And by a bunch, we mean every single fucking live-action Batman film there is. We're not watching the Adam West Batman from Yeah, we're not going that far back. You can go, you can go eat some shit. We're going to go watch the movies. What did we watch this time? Of course, the original 1986 Batman film by Tim Burton starring Michael Keaton. Because it's the first one. 1980. Nine, by the way. 1989. You fuckhead. Of course. Listen, a six, flip it upside down. It's a fucking nine. And a, yeah, you can flip it around. I, I see, I see the mistake, but you were wrong, and I had to call you out on it. That's all. My mind just, my mind just, fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> so, the shitty fucking movie, whatever Batman. We're fucking watching them all. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna do all the Tim Burton films, the Joel Shoemaker films, and the Nolan films, and then we will watch. The week before uh, Batman vs Superman, we'll watch Man of Steel to lead up to it because it's kind of like, well, it is the start of the the whole DC universe <sighs> thing. But we're kind of going back to where the modern superhero film started with Batman '89. Um, they they yeah. weren't really doing it before this, except for the Superman films, which were fucking shit. But this one also brought you know Batman into a darker light. But before we talk about Batman, Connor. We've just heard oh, about the Oscar boy. nominations. And so the Oscar nominations came out the other night and we need to take a fucking some time out of our fucking day to discuss the fucking nominees. Now, before we begin this, I just want to say whatever messed up crystal meth infused fucking heroin combined cocaine fucking drug drink thing that the fucking academy have i want some because when i make these fucking terrible decisions i'd want to be on drugs too you bunch of fucking miserable failures 
reconsider your fucking lives. This has to be the worst list of Oscar nominations I've ever fucking seen. Fucking kill yourselves. Oh my god. I'm so fucking... I don't even know why I'm fucking angry. Oh my fucking god. Let's go through... Are you talking, are you talking about the Best Picture nominations? Like, just fucking all of it. Yeah. I just read it, through it, all it's, of it. It is, definitely, it is definitely one of the weaker years. It's the fucking saddest fucking thing I've ever fucking seen. But, like... But saying uh, that, what's what's missing? Do you can you think of a film that should be there that's not? Um, fuck it. Well, best picture. To be honest, this year, the last year has been a pretty eh film for like a uh, year for films. I, the best picture category is actually not even something I'm looking at. I see The Revenant, and then I see Mad Max, and I'm happy. Hmm. And that's all I'm kind of really worried about. Best picture, like the the main thing is they've put in things that I fucking hate, and they've. They haven't put in Star Wars. I'm very, I'm very surprised that Star Wars hasn't been in there. And yet. that makes me unbelievably angry for one fucking reason. That film, regardless of whether or not it's best picture, that film was fucking brilliant. Why is it not in costume design? Why is it mm. not in production design? What the fuck is going on? Well, it's only, like, is it only in original it's in, score and it's in editing? Visual effects. Oh, visual sound, effects, yeah, of course. Sound editing, sound mixing. So it's it's got all the like, the the technical editing, things yeah. and stuff. But that's but like let's let's put it in perspective. This is this is like the Avatar of now. Like Avatar was such a step forward for filmmaking at the time, and it was all up in this shit. Yeah. And you know what? I I can sort of go with it because it's not Oscar bait. It's not fucking The Revenant. It's yeah, not Bridge but- of Spies. No, but listen and but. That's fine, and I could understand why they would not put it in. But when you put in a film like Mad Max, yeah, which again is an Oscar bait to me, I I think Mad Max is the best film of last year. So I'm fucking very happy that it's in there. But why? How can you have Mad Max and not have Star Wars? That's Star Wars. it's just out of hand. Well, what you know what you know what I like makes me even blow my mind even more. How can you have Mad Max not have Star Wars, but have the fucking Martian? I know. <laughs> All right, well let's go let's 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 go through the list. So we've got Bridge of Spies, got Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, The Martian, The Big Short, Room and Brooklyn. So, I've seen Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, Revenant and The Martian. I've seen I've seen The Martian, Revenant, Mad Max. That's it. Yeah. So, I've seen the majority of them, which is generally I haven't seen most of the the Oscar bait films. Unless we review them, but the big short I'm kind of interested in because it's got Adam McKay, you know, director of um, yeah. Anchorman and all that. So I'm like, oh wow, he's he's stepping up and doing you know some straight up drama. It looks quite good. I've seen all the the um the trailers to all these films and they all look okay. But I haven't fucking heard of The Room. I haven't heard of Brooklyn, and I'd never heard of Spotlight before the fucking seen, Oscars yeah. came out. I haven't heard any of, of, about any of these, but that I think once again, I think that's just to do with the Australian release system. I think it's total shit, to be quite honest. Like, and that's fine. But normally, I'm I'm at least aware of most of the films that have you know, like I'll yeah. you know through internet buzz and all that sort of shit. And you know, this is this is what we do. We watch movies. So for me to not, I didn't even know what Brooklyn was about until today when I watched the trailer. And given it does look okay. But I can't believe the fucking Martians in there. That is a fucking joke. <laughs> oh my fucking god, right? Why the hell is that <sighs> film there? Why is it there? I don't understand. It's not even that. It's not even that it's nominated for Best Picture. Matt Damon is nominated for a lead... <laughs> I know. 
role. <laughs> Best actor? Oh, man. Are you kidding me? And you can remember my fucking thoughts on Matt Damon's performance in that well, film. Well, he's not even... You, he was just fucking please. there. That whole movie was just <laughs> a fucking... It was just there. It was just like, oh, yeah, that was there. Like, like it's... It's up for best writing. It's up for, you know, I, I don't think Ridley Scott's up for best director, but it's like, God damn, that story was just not there. Like, it's a cool idea, but they didn't have the story. The story Nothing was boring. Is there. Nothing is good. It's just fine. It's not excellent. Nothing about that film is outstanding. Man makes smart ass jokes on planet for two hours. That's what the fucking film was. That's right. And now it's up for best picture. Are you kidding me? I, That's unbelievable. I, yeah, I scoffed. I scoffed bad at that. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, Man, I, if if we went through our list of films that we reviewed last year, I'm sure I could find something that was much better well, than what, The Martian. What blows my mind even more is that it's up for best production design. The film is set in a fucking tent for about three quarters of it. He sits in a fucking tent and I, then he walks on some red sand. I was going to say, I guess it comes down to wherever they shot it by making yeah, it look like Mars, which it did look good there, when it was outside. But obviously. episode seven isn't the fucking sci-fi film that yeah. looked literally breathtaking in every single scene. Where they've scene. completely like, set up an entire other world, but if you can set up something that looks like Mars. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's, this is unbelievable. Nah. This is the most ridiculous, just because, and it just makes me mad, one, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, two, because if the Martian wins anything, I will fucking be fuming like <laughs> i will be so angry i will like i'll do something i don't know what i'll do i'll shave i'll shut if hmm. if the martian wins if matt damon wins best actor i'll shave my armpit hair off my arms and i'll fucking glue it to my monobrow and i'll make a full monobrow that's what i'll fucking do i'm telling you this right now if matt damon wins best actor i'll fucking shave my armpit hair it's that Shit, this is like what happened last year with, um, what's his name in American Sniper. But I actually wanted him to win. I don't want Matt Damon to win, so I can't back that up. <laughs> I, this is like, it's just such an unbelievably fucking ridiculous thing. Why on earth is Matt Damon up for anything? Why is The Martian up for anything? Yeah. It's clearly either paid for or someone who knows Ridley just really fucking wanted him to be up there. That, it, Ridley doesn't know how to make good films anymore. Like, Ridley can't make anything outstanding. What was the last thing you made? I made fucking Exodus. Exodus, which, was, which I thought which, shit all over the Martian, and that didn't. Yeah, get but it's still. I mean, you need to admit, I hated Exodus a lot more than I hated Martian. But you need to admit, Exodus is not a, a, a breathtaking film. Oh, it's, it's not, not breathtaking. I did like it. You can listen to our review on that one. I I did like that one. Oh, it just, I can't believe it. Like I can't actually. I don't understand why it's up. Why? No, it's the Big yeah. Short, Bridge of Spies. Brooklyn, Room, Spotlight. From what I know of all these movies, I'm like, yeah, fucking whatever. Of course they're going to be fucking up there. It's the same mm. fucking shit every fucking time. The real contest is between Mad Max and The Revenant. If I want... I would want... Oh, I would both Bridge, of Bridge of Spies was pretty good. I didn't see it, but apparently... I wouldn't have heard it's slow, but... Um, yeah. Look, I reckon Mad Max... Mad Max is one of the most phenomenal action films I've ever seen. The Revenant... I don't know. Can I say anything at the nah, moment? No, don't give it away. We're going to review that one next week. Okay. Well, look, I think I think the Revenant and it's between the Revenant and Mad Max. Well, I definitely think it's it's you know Revenant's almost a given in terms of what the you know how it cleaned up the Golden Globes. That's not yeah. saying anything of my opinion, but it's definitely the front runner. I would like to see Mad Max do it. I don't think it will. I would love that I, because I I think that one has done more for 
action films and filmmaking in general than any of these other films. Uh, Bridge of Spies is just a spy movie that's pretty good. It's Spielberg, so it's solid. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know. It's just weak. It's a weak thing. Like I don't I don't particularly like as as I said, I'm really glad that Mad Max is in there, but this doesn't feel like an Oscar race. I feel like it's almost certainly going to be the Revenant. I want it to be the Revenant. In my opinion, usually there's some sort of you know competition in there amongst mm. myself as well, and you know at least there's two or three that you're like, oh, I could go either way, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just I'm so gonna weak. Be, I'm gonna be genuinely upset if it's not Mad Max of the Revenant. Like if it's the Martian, if it's the oh, fucking it Martian, it won't be the Martian. <laughs> I can I, I can always guarantee that it is. If it is for whatever reason, I would I will throw something. I'll hurl something across yeah. the room. Actor yeah. in a leading role. Matt Damon, The Martian, Brian Cranston, Trumbo, DiCaprio, Revenant, obviously, Fassbender, Steve Jobs, and Redmayne, Danish Girl. Yeah. Fassbender, DiCaprio, Redmayne, I'm not really shocked. I, I, don't, really, I don't really care. I, I hope DiCaprio wins just because I, I haven't, that's the only film I've seen out of the three. Mm. The Martian can go suck a huge dick, and I'm sure Brian Cranston did a great job. But nobody watched fucking Trumbo. No, Brian, I didn't even so. know about Trumbo. Again, I watched the trailer for that today, and it looks really good. And Brian Cranston looks really good in it, but I didn't and know about it. Of course, it. Australia didn't get shit. So I think I think it'll probably be between Leo and Eddie, because Eddie's playing uh, transgender, which is oh. you know classic Oscar bait. Yeah, um, I just don't want him to win. I, not because of any other reason, solely because he won fucking last year, and I yeah, just won. Same. And he was fantastic. I, I did see Theory of Everything, and I and I really liked him in that. He deserved that, but I haven't I haven't seen the Danish Girl, um, so I can't really comment on that until I've seen it. But um, the only one, the only two I've seen is The Martian, which is fucking out of the out of the question. And and Leo, like Leo's always good, so it's like it's and he's you know he's he's gonna deserve. Um, he deserves an Oscar for something. Like, surely it's got to be soon. I will do a little bit of a spoiler and, and, and say that I think he was actually better last year in The Wolf of Wall Street. Not saying, that, not saying that he's bad by any means in, in The Revenant, but like the, what he did in Wolf of Wall Street was outstanding. Oh, yeah. well, he, he was played, just up against yeah. Eddie Redmayne playing fucking... What's the, um, what's the guy's name? Um, um, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking's, yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, it this this looks like a good year for Leo. Like he's the front runner here. I think Fastbender will be good in in um, Steve Jobs. I do want to see that film. Um, Me but, too. I'm really keen for it. Apparently the script is just full on. Like, yeah, it's that's just what great. I've heard. Fastbender's always good as well. Um, what about we've got the best actress category? I haven't seen any of this except Joy. I haven't seen any of them except Joy because we haven't gotten any except Joy. Okay, because I've never even heard of half This of is the problem, by the way. So let me just fucking tell all the listeners out there. I think all of our listeners are Australian. So you're probably in the same boat listening to this podcast going, what the fuck are they talking about? I haven't seen half of these. We know. We know you haven't seen any of these. It pisses us off as well that we have to talk about the fucking Oscars, something that literally is broadcasted across the world. And because of how our fucking distribution system set out, we don't get to see any of these yet. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Dot com slash not sorry. Anyway. Well, they all seem on. like they'll probably get released in the next, you know, few weeks leading up to the I know Oscars. Carol's That's the out. Problem. Carol's out. Carol's just not getting a screen anywhere major because... Um, well, that's got... Um, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. She wins yeah. fucking everything. So I'm sure she was fantastic again. Um, but it's it's kind of it's just when you keep seeing the same people rock up over and over and over, it's kind of like, man, like 
other people are doing good shit. Like, it's not... Oh. But I, I am happy to see, because um, I, I have seen Hateful Eight. Yeah, fuck you, man. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it had a, um, you know, a, a roadshow pre-release down here in Melbourne playing in 70 mil. So I went and seen that the other night. And Jennifer Jason Lee, who plays one of the, the girl in that movie, is just fucking incredible in it, I thought. So I'm, I'm really glad that she's up for Best Supporting Actress. Best Cinematography. What are you thinking on this side? We've got... Robert Richardson for Hateful Eight, Emmanuel Lebeski for The Revenant, Roger Deakins, who is the fucking god of cinematography for Sicario, Deacons, and then yeah. um, John John Seal, Mad Max. I I met John Seal. Did you? Day. Yep. Oh, I right. didn't even know who he was. I didn't even know his name until you said it just then. Oh uh, really? <laughs> he he came into my work with a cinema pioneer's card and I said, "Oh, what do you uh, what do you do?" And he's like, oh, I'm a cinematographer. And I was like, what film did you work on? And he went, oh, Mad Max. And I was like... <gasps> Holy shit. And I was just shook like, his hand. I was, like, I was like, man, it's so fucking good to meet you. Oh, my goodness. That was a fantastic film. And he was just really humble. And he was like, oh, thank you. And then just walked off. Fuck, that's awesome. Man, I would love, I would love, love, love to see Mad Max win that one. Because I thought the cinematography in Mad Max was, uh, was out phenomenal. of hand. I, I wanted to go to The Revenant. I want The Revenant to win. If you like wide shots. If I like good cinematography. Or Sicario. Sicario was fucking gorgeous as well. Um, Hateful Eight, I don't think. Like, it looked good for the most part, but we'll talk yeah. about that next week. As um, well as The Revenant. I yeah. um, I think, like, the most standout to me was Mad Max. And that's a biased opinion because I love Mad Max. But they... Yeah. Obviously, the things that they had to do to make that film and the amount of cameras they would have gone through, <laughs> it's I think, it's full is, is a step a step up for, um, you know, cinematography everywhere. Then, you know, you've got Emmanuel Lubisky, who's won the Oscar for the last two years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He won it for Birdman and Gravity, I think. So it's time to let somebody else win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want The Revenant to win because I, I just think it's the prettiest film out of all of those. That's, that's, it's the best looking one. Yeah, so, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week. I don't know if I agree Big with old chat tomorrow. <laughs> next week. Fucking not tomorrow. Yeah. Directing. Big Short, Mad Max, Revenant, Room, Spotlight. Well, I mean, once again, I've only seen Mad Max and Revenant. I can't say anything again about the other three. So, I don't really have... I can't really have an opinion. But out of the two, I don't know, to be honest. I think, I think they both did a really good job. It's pretty tough for me to, to make a decision. I think that's the only one that I'd be happy... I I I wonder who would win. I think it's like the obvious Oscar choice is Alexandro Gonzalez Uriatu or however you say his name, just because it's so Oscar esque. Yeah, it is. George Miller is a fantastic director, and what he did with Mad Max Fury Road is incredible. Again, I would like to see that. I'm I'm really happy to see Adam McKay up there, but I don't like. I don't know. I haven't seen the Big Short, so it's hard to say. Never. But like, it, it, I, it's just again, like, I, this is why I think the Revenant's just going to clean up everything. To be honest, in mm. because of its, because of the style of film that it is, like Mad yeah. Max just seems so out of place in this. this to be list. honest, I think Mad Max could win it. But George Miller like directed some excellent action. I just think I think Revenant should win out of the two of them. You and I are kind of butting heads with who we think we should win. In each in each category, but I think I think it should be Revenant, and you think Mad Max. But like with editing, film editing, Revenant shouldn't be in that fucking category at all. 
Because <laughs> there's what editing? <laughs> Just let like, the shot run. <laughs> I don't. That's it. Shouldn't. Why is it there? Why it should be Mad Max? Mad Max. And and you got the two Star Wars editors separately, which is interesting. Why? Why is that? Do you know? On the one I'm on, it just says Star Wars Force Awakens. It doesn't have anything else. Sorry, right, because I, I on the if you Google search it, it comes up with each of their names separately. So I don't oh, know if okay. that's just a, a glitch, but yeah, it might be. Um, I think the the Force Awakens could get it. I think the Force Awakens is really well cut together. But again, oh yeah, very well. I think Mad Max. I think Mad Max was the better edited film. Yeah, well, I would hope that it would be between those two. You would think it would be, yeah. and then you got best visual effects, which. Yeah. Surely Star Wars will take out the revenants in that as well. Like, yeah, with the bear, the bear scene, man. That bear wasn't that good. I fucking thought it was amazing. Like, anyway. It looked like a CGI bear. <laughs> well, we again, can't even. We shouldn't be discussing this. We'll talk um, about this next week. Mad Max had great visual effects as well. Like to be able to mix in the. Oh yeah, they were full on. The the real effects with with that, and of course, best animated film has to go to Inside Out. I will if be it doesn't, appalled. I'll fucking slap a bitch. Yeah, I will oh be appalled God. if that doesn't happen. And then we've got Best Original Music Score. Well, John Williams' Star Wars is just fucking crazy good because it's Star Wars and he nailed it. Um, yeah. But the Hateful the hateful Eight score is really good. Really? Really, really good. I need really to see good. this fucking movie, honestly. Well, he, he got back the guy who did like all the old spaghetti westerns back in the day, like The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and stuff. En- Ennio more. Morricone. Oh, wow. But yeah, he got him back. He hasn't done like a, a Western in 20, 30 years or something. And, he, and fucking Quentin Tarantino got him back to do it. And it is awesome. Like Sicario had a great score as well. Sicario had a phenomenal score. Uh, I don't know. I remember it being quite dull. Like it works for the film, but like... That's why I liked it. In terms of um, like things that I remember, like Star Wars is always going to stand out. And Original then- song though. Fucking Fifty Shades of Grey earned it. By um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Weekend, Manta Ray, Simple Song. I don't fucking care, but Writings on the Wall from Spectres in here. If that wins, I'm going to sell my left nut. That was a shit song. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Sam Smith didn't do a good job. To be honest, the one that's the only one that stands out in that is um, the Fifty Shades of Grey one for me. Yeah, well, that's a good fucking song. It was a good song. <laughs> Weekend, the Weekend did a good job. Um, and then production designs, Bridge of Spies, Danish Girl, Mad Max, Martian Revenant. Um, Mad Max needs to take it without a doubt so. in that category. The Revenant did great. Like, the Revenant felt like a period piece, and I can totally see where they're coming from. The Martian can go suck a massive cock. I haven't seen Danish Girl or Bridge of Spies. What do you think? Yeah, like, again, the Revenant was a good period piece, and you believe it. Um, but Mad Max is just. So, like, he set up his own world, like, and this is why it appalls. It's just crazy that Star Wars isn't there because to be able to to create a whole new world is a huge step for a production designer because you can't Mm. reference anything really. Like, you can't just go back to, you know, Civil War era and be like, oh, this is what they were wearing then, so that's what I'll dress Tom Hardy in. (laughs) You know, Mm. they've got to they've got to um go and make up stuff, and what they made up for Mad Max is just incredible so yeah i want mad max to win that for sure yeah i hope it at least wins something that's all i hope like i don't think it'll win best picture i maybe maybe best director i don't know but may i i i reckon it'll win best production design i do have my doubts but like i do hope it'll win something it deserves something because it was the standout film for me last year it's the only film i gave a five last year so 
Um, yeah. That's a pretty big deal. But listen, it's just, again, like, we're we're just going through this, and it's just, I don't know, it's it's kind of disappointing. Last year felt more exciting. Yeah. Like, like Birdman was awesome. Whiplash was awesome. Like, you had the likes of American Sniper and stuff in there, which, you know, had that, that controversy side of things where it's like oh it's so American of course it's gonna fucking win and then it didn't and it's like great like I don't know there was just more happening there the only thing that's really going on with this this year is the lack of uh, people of colour and who've been nominated and that's been made a big deal of in the in the media have you have you read that? what is it? so a lot of people are whinging that uh you know, no African Americans, no Asians, no Indians or anything have been nominated in any of the major acting categories. It's all well. What what white films people. came out where someone of another ethnicity was a lead role that played it well? Well, that's I what I try to think, and 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 it, there really isn't too many that stand out. Like the obvious one that has been brought up is Straight Outta Compton, and nobody in that was standout for me. None, none of them were fucking good enough. No. Correct. The only one that I would maybe say was um, Michael B. Jordan in Creed, but I don't think he's Oscar worthy. You know? I didn't he was see really that good, film. but he wasn't Oscar worthy. So like, it doesn't. It you does, can like, chuck a fucking tantrum all you want, but it's pretty clear that in the past the Oscars have been pretty much fuckless in their diversity. Like they've given, they've nominated. African American, so didn't like a African American woman win it last year? I think so. Um, and you got the like all mate for Twelve Years a Slave. The other, yeah. yeah um, I mean, like I'm just awesome. saying, like it's it's in the past. It's happened. It's not like it's never happened before. To be honest, I think it's just been a shitty year for films, and it's just coincidentally, apparently, only white people can act this year. <laughs> I'm sure me saying that's going to get me in trouble. But it does. It does come down to the caliber of films that have come out. Like this is. It's. It's just a fucking coincidence. Who gives a fuck what? It's exactly. Yeah. Who gives a fuck what color their fucking skin is? These are the fucking people that acted the best. So shut the fuck up. Except Matt Damon. I like to think. I think back to you know the year that Precious came out and um, you know that over overweight African American girl was nominated for an Oscar because she yeah. was fucking awesome. Um, yeah. so that's what I, I want to see. Like, I, I'm sure there was probably something that came out last year that may have been there, but I can't think of it. So listen, and- the Martian people, the Martian is up for an Oscar. So, so to be honest, the biggest problem isn't diversity. It's just films in general. They're the biggest <laughs> problems. Okay. The biggest problem we have in film is film. So maybe we should stop nominating Ridley Scott and giving him money to make movies because he's clearly fucking it up. And why the fuck is Jennifer Lawrence up for joy? Why is that happening? Oh, well, she was good, Matt. Yeah, like- but I... Fuck off, Jennifer Lawrence. I fucking hate Jennifer Lawrence, man. I'm fucking so sick of her <laughs> dumb fucking face. Fucking mopey. Like, she was good in it, but she was just good in it. Dude, she'll like, be making an Oscar bait film with um with your boy David O. Russell every year to be fucking... She'll always be in there. <laughs> doesn't matter what fucking movie she makes. She'll be up for a fucking Oscar because everybody in the world fucking likes her. You put her name to something, everyone's happy. She's going to win the fucking bullshit Oscar. Everyone's going to be like, oh, J-Law, she can suck a fucking dick. She was fucking plain Jane in that film. She was good. She wasn't excellent. Suck a huge cock, J-Law. Matt Damon can suck a cock as well. Fuck the Oscars. I'm fucking finished this conversation. Let's talk about Batman. Let's talk about Batman. Oh, that score, by the way, is so dope. Look. Fucking awesome. 
I'm gonna do the plot synopsis for this film. I realized while I was watching it, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so I'm gonna try my best. But basically, I you've all fucking seen Batman. It's Batman. Gotham's in trouble. This guy comes to town. Joke. Batman fights the Joker. That's the fucking story. Batman fights the Joker, and then kills the Joker, and Batman wins. The end. Batman also makes the Joker in this film. And oh, also, the Joker killed Batman's parents. parents. Yeah. What the fuck? This is the first time I've ever seen this film, by the way. I've never oh, seen really? the original Batman. Yeah, I've never seen the original Batman before. Like, I, I think I saw it when I was really young. Yeah. But I, the only ones I remember from when I was young are Batman, Batman Forever, the one with the, jo- the Riddler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Batman Returns with Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. I know Batman and Robin's fucking terrible, but I don't remember this one. Oh, so you didn't you didn't watch Batman and Robin as a kid? No, Do you no. Oh, so that's that's interesting. I'm gonna watch it and fucking hate myself, basically. Oh yeah, you'll fucking despise that film. But yeah. it, <laughs> I'll see. I you know I grew up with these films. I this is this is probably the one I've watched the least, the original, because yeah. I remember finding it quite boring yep. as a kid. And um, we'll talk about that later with this one. But Batman Returns was you know because when the, I think that came out like '91, so I was. You know, I was getting to an age where I started liking superheroes. I remember having a, a Batman, like a Michael Keating face, like the Batman um, balloon. I got it at Movie World, and I still have that in my room. It's like deflated now. It's dead as shit, but I, it's, it's still there from when I was like six or something. And like Batman Returns was the biggest thing at the time. It was like, I had the coloring books. I had like little, the Batmobile, I had toys. But then Batman Forever was my favorite one because Batman Forever is the best one I've seen. Yeah, I love Batman Forever. I I think it is the greatest. It's the, it's got a good mix of dark and wacky and it came out at the right time as well. I was I was yeah. you know 1995 I think it was so I was in grade 2 or 3 fucking Jim Carrey's in it. Awesome. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Um and then Batman and Robin was also at a good time for me and I remember lo- I had all the toys. I loved Robin. I was in love with Batgirl. Um and we'll talk about that when we get to it. But yeah, 1989 Batman, I don't really know too well. And, and I have gone back and watched it again as an adult and remember being quite bored with it. But I'd never really sat and properly watched it. So this is probably the first time I've properly watched it. So let's get into it. This movie was kind of like a big fucking deal when it came out, though. Like I, I watched uh, a making of this afternoon and... At the time, I think it was the most expensive movie ever made. Oh, really? And, like, nobody made movies like this. Like, superhero movies were were camp, they were colourful, kind of stupid. They were more for kids, if anything. Except, obviously, the Superman movies were quite successful. But I guess at this time, like, comic books still had a kind of a stigma. Like, uh, they're, you know, for kids and teenagers. They're not, they're not for the adult world. The dramatic world, you know. That's it. So they 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 fought for years and years. It took something like fourteen years to get this movie made, because wow. because they were trying to shake that whole Adam West yeah. idea of you know these these movies being wham bam you know fucking <laughs> they didn't want that camp shit. I can understand where they're coming from. Like as like if this film hadn't come out and someone's like they want to make a dramatic like retelling of Batman, I'd be like. <laughs> Whatever, like fucking it's, it's, idiot. It's so interesting to think about it now because, like, we know Batman as pretty much the Nolan films, yeah. and it's interesting going back to it 
And if you think about it, this movie was called Batman. So anybody who didn't know what Batman was would just see yeah. what the fuck is Batman. It's so weird to think <laughs> to to me to myself that like Batman hadn't been ingrained in society like it is yeah. now. Like to yeah. the extent I mean like I'm sure it was but to the ex- like it was still a big thing but it was it's nowhere near the size of what it is now like hmm. fuck me it's huge now. It's the biggest thing ever. Batman's Batman's probably the biggest superhero. He's easily my favorite superhero. And and it's just because like Superman has I think back in the day Superman was but now that this this more dramatic version of Batman has become the norm he was kind of the start of it so he's the biggest of it and they've yeah really the Batman movies especially the Nolan trilogy is a perfect example of a superhero film like how to make a a serious superhero film so it's yeah it's interesting it all started with this one yeah this kicked it off this had like a bit of a um like a Star Wars lead up, I guess at the time it was like lines around the block and shit because all the, all the advertising was just showing the Batman symbol getting out there. And everybody was like really, really freaking out about how they could make a Batman movie with Michael Keaton. They were like, because at the time he was a comedian. Yeah. And they were thinking, Oh, they're just going to go that lame Adam West route. And they were trying to, you know, they were trying to put, trailers out and, and media to show that they were going this darker route but that nobody could take Michael Keaton seriously until obviously they see the film like now I think like I think Michael Keaton as the original Batman, Batman. and then and yeah. then now Birdman <laughs> but another interesting thing is when they they released like the teaser trailer for this people were going to the cinema because like obviously they didn't have YouTube and, and shit like that back in those days mm. so people were going to the cinema buying a ticket to see a movie they didn't want to see just to see the Batman trailer and then leaving <laughs> Like that's, really? Yeah, that was that was happening like normally, and and then at some comic convention they were actually selling the trailer. I don't know if on like a VHS or something, but they you could buy the trailer for twenty five bucks, and people were paying that because they wanted this trailer because it started getting this huge following leading up to it, and they had this huge marketing push and stuff. So that's it, crazy. That's fucking insane. nuts, right? Like to think about that now when you know we can so easily access trailers, access everything. Yeah. Holy crap. So, this is a big film. Like this, this was a big step for filmmaking in general, and and I think it's almost a perfect way for us to to kick off our yeah. new year because I have never really thought of it in that way until I went and watched this making of and, and watched this film. But and then I kind of appreciated a little bit more. But let's talk about the movie. Well, Michael Keaton's Batman. We don't see him until like sixteen minutes into the film. Yeah, though. this film isn't a Batman film. It's a Joker film mm. with Batman. Which I, I kind of didn't mind. I, I, I like how they've set up this world that there is a bat vigilante getting around, fucking people up, but they, they're kind of just talking about him and, and it's, it's like this, this urban legend like the Batman is supposed to be. And then when we yeah. finally figure out who it is, I, I, I actually quite like how they, they moved into it. What, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. Like, I just it's a... It kind of felt like not Batman, a Batman film. I think, look, my knowledge is obviously off Returns and Forever, mm. my other, the other two. And so when I watch this and I'm like, uh, I, I just, I'm unsure. Like, I'm, I, I, I think it's just because it's so, it just reminds me of like when I used to watch old films 
where like there's a novelty or a gimmick to it and you're like get to the fucking gimmick like i want to see this but <laughs> yeah but they spend the 20 minutes when you're a kid you know and you just want to see the cool bit but you have yep. to spend the 20 minutes beforehand watching all the bullshit that's what it reminded me of when i watched it i was like uh like i'm just like come on like i don't really give a fuck about these journalists like just yeah. show me show me batman but jack nicholson is the fucking joker and the joker in this is you know obviously great because it's his movie it's the joker's movie and so I was pretty satisfied once the Joker came to life because I was like, "Sweet, I get to watch him." All right. Well, let's get let's get to the Joker. But I I do. It's it's interesting that you say, like, as a kid, you would be waiting. I would be for sure. I'd be boring as because fuck. that's. I think that's exactly how I felt as a kid. And I like now with an adult mentality, I've come in and I'm I'm liking the build up and all that sort of stuff. But that's exactly why this movie would have been boring to a kid. It's interesting to look at this film back from what we know because it, I think you're right. We're yeah. used to Batman Forever, Certain which things, is basically yeah. a Power Ranger film. It's like action, it's colorful, it's fun. And, and awesome. you know, back, Batman Returns, I'm, I, I think, is somewhere in between. But this film, it's like they didn't really know what they were doing. They kind of make it dark, then they kind of yeah. make it wacky. And it's, it's somewhere in between, and the mix isn't quite right yet <laughs> it's a fucking tim burton movie basically yeah well that's that's, what... that's true that's yeah tim burton are you, are you a tim burton fan no no i'm not yeah. i like his i kind of like his stuff it's basically like this film i kind of like his stuff but at the same time i'm like i don't fucking know why you're doing what you're doing <laughs> like, yeah yeah what are you what are you what's going on here stop i like it. where stop he is that. going with stuff i like i like his ideas and every movie that comes out of his i'm always like oh this might yeah. be the movie that he finally does it for me, but I find he never quite goes the distance that I want him to go, <laughs> and and yeah. it always is a sort of letdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does good things right. Like I think the best thing he did in this was definitely his um, was Nicholson was Jack. Well, Nicholson. I, I think the tone is great. I think like the world is great. Like they've definitely set up this this Gotham Gotham really well. Like I I think that's all really cool, and that's like Burton to a T. I think I think that yeah. was his his influence making it so dark and art deco and gothic you know and and it's brilliant and they'll they'll go on to do it even better from what i remember in batman returns um and and you know then joel shoemaker will come in and just put fucking neon lights everywhere in <laughs> batman forever which Jeez. i love but yeah it's i think he did bring something to the film that it needed but yeah it's it's not quite there as it is and I, it doesn't help that batman kind of looks stiff <laughs> as fuck oh my fucking god that's the funniest like this film looks dated as fuck by the way just for anyone who wants to know like this film is so goofy sometimes and like oh my fucking god like you you really have to appreciate how far the bat suit has come (laughs) since 1989 the way keaton moves in it is so funny and it's such a goofy looking bat suit like yeah it doesn't quite fit him (laughs) yeah it doesn't look good the bat suit doesn't look good. It looks fucking rubber and old and shitty and fantastic. Yeah, you know, the, the best the best it looks is when it's just in its cabinet, when it's not actually on him yeah. and they've got this downlight on it. I was like, man, that looks fucking mad. But when he's actually moving around it or or lack of moving around in it, it's just hilarious. Like <laughs> does not come with swivel neck. And so he's always that- looking out the peripherals and he has to what about how he's got like the fucking face paint? Like he's got black eyes when we, me and Beck were watching it and (laughs) you know, there's that scene 
where he's like gearing up, like little gear up montage. And she's yeah. like, I would really love if they just had like a quick shot of him putting his eye paint on. His eye paint on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so true, honestly. The, like, it just... It just looks old. It's, like, it just... The whole film looks old. It's hard to think because at the time, I'm sure it was awesome. Like, at the time, I'm yeah. sure it looked really cool because it, it's gone from, you know, just a, a, a silly spandex Superman outfit to this this kind of dark, gothic leather fucking thing where he's got a cape and he flies and he... But even now, even when he, like, raises his wings, it kind of looks funny. and Like, it's, it's hard to take seriously. It fucking is. It really fucking is. I just... I, it's so goofy, man. It's so fucking goofy. <laughs> that whole thing is just so ridiculous. All right, well, talking about goofy, let's get on to the Joker. So, what do, what do you think of the Joker's sort of origin story in this film, though? Uh, yeah, whatever. Like, though, I kind of like not knowing the, what the Joker is, though. That was kind of like the whole thing. Like, I really would like would much rather have seen him just be the Joker. Like Batman's rocked up being this, like just kind of new to the, new to the scene. Why can't the Joker just rock up as well? Why do we need to see him become the Joker? I didn't like that. I, I, yeah, I didn't really either. I just don't, I've never, I've never seen it. I've never seen an origin story for the Joker. I never needed to. Yeah. Look, I've read a few. There's in the comics, they go into it a bit, um, but he's still really quite anonymous. Like they, in certain comics, they do, go quite deep into it but like it's it's like the reason why Heath Ledger's Joker works so well is because he just comes out of nowhere like who the fuck is this guy my biggest problem with this iteration of the Joker is we see Jack Nicholson just as this this kind of gangster just a classic gangster being Jack Nicholson which is awesome because Jack Nicholson is fantastic but then all of a sudden he just turns into a clown yeah like I I get the whole he got dropped in some fucking green shit and that did something to his face to make him smile all the time. That's kind of cool. I can go with that. But there is no sort of lead up to why he becomes so theatrical and comical. Yeah, he just kind of gets fucking dunked, doesn't he? Just like blop and then he's up and he's fucking mad and he's ready to fucking get back at the world yeah and he starts like dancing around all the time and making jokes and stuff which is great like when he's doing it i'm cool with it but if we're talking about if they want to go so far into this fucking origin story they really haven't given any reason for why he is what he is And exactly like he seems really calm beforehand like really really fine beforehand and then there's a flashback to where he kills batman's parents kills bruce wayne's parents and then he's crazy again for a minute there yeah. And that kind of weirded me out because I'm like, but he wasn't crazy he beforehand. Wasn't, yeah. Like, I really so, wished he was nuts, like a crazy yeah. asshole. It's just inconsistent. And it's like, what? Come on. Yeah. I think I think you and I are kind of not just going off our knowledge. And also, we have extensive knowledge because we're fucking nerds. Like, we mm. play Arkham games and all that shit. Like, I think it's just, it's just not the best Joker. Well, you know? I, I, I do. Like, I have read some of the original, original, original mm. Batman comics. Like, and... This Joker is like when when the when he is the Joker. Joker. He's yeah. he's similar to the original Joker. Um, like my my definitive Joker is Mark Hamill's Joker in the animated series. Like that is the best Joker I think. Then obviously Heath Ledger's got his own thing, which we'll talk about in the Dark Knight. Um, yeah. But 
we all think of either Heath Ledger or the animated series one, which is basically the same as the Arkham um, video games. Yeah. So those are the two Jokers, and this one's like its own beast. And it's obvious it's it's a Jack Nicholson beast because yeah. Jack Nicholson was the biggest name in this movie. And they actually say the fact that they got Jack Nicholson is why people took them seriously because Jack Nicholson wouldn't do a movie. Like Jack Nicholson he, he is the fucking him. bomb. Like, yeah. the man, the man, just don't even talk shit. Like, I, anyone who talks about shit about... I Look, one of my favourite films is The Shining. So, like, I'm watching this and I'm kind of just sitting there like, fuck yeah. Like, Hold on, did you say Nicholson. one of your favourite movies is The Shining? Yeah. That's a horror movie, you do realise that. Yeah, it's not a fucking real... <laughs> it's not a real horror movie. Uh, that's fucking terrifying, that film. I love it. No, it's not. I love that movie so much. It fucking blows my mind. Every time I watch it, I'm just like, fuck, this is so... It puts me in, like, a good mood. Is that weird? <laughs> Probably. Puts me in like a good mood. Like the whole film, I'm just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're like, here's Johnny. I love it. Let's go I kill Cass. so much. And like, <laughs> then I see him in this, I'm like, fuck yeah. And obviously his character and his set it is based off the main character from Clockwork Orange. Joker is based off the main dude in Clockwork Orange. So he's just a fucking crazy bitch, basically. <laughs> the whole way through it. Um, well, not the whole way through it. Only when he's the Joker. Oh, yeah. Well, forgive me. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, the other two point I want to bring up is Batman kills people. Does he? Yeah. Batman's fucking killing people the whole way through this film. He kills... He doesn't give a shit. It's not a thing that is an issue. Everybody just dies by him. Oh, yeah. He shoots all those people in with he the just, Batmobile. And he just fucking yeah, shoots true. people. He blows up an entire factory <laughs> That's full of true. people. Then he shoots the shit out of people in his fucking bat plane. And then, like, he doesn't shoot the Joker for some reason. And then he tries to save the Joker. And then, like, what the fuck? What's going on? I don't understand where the hell that came from. He, like, literally murders everybody. I think I've just got the, this prior knowledge. You know, that prior knowledge of yeah. the fact that Batman doesn't kill everybody. So yeah. I just, like, assume that he was, I don't know, he was tranking them or something. But like, you're, so tr- you're so right. <laughs> he does. He kills everyone, but I I don't really mind. Like he's it's it's a, a darker view of the Batman. Like they, you know, obviously they're going to set up the rules for him later on, and and they'll stick to the the whole he doesn't kill people. But like at this time, like people need a killing. They need a killing. It's just weird to me, like seeing this because going from my knowledge. Like, listen, do you want to know what my childhood Batman was? It's fucking Batman Begins. My childhood Batman has been. No one. Yeah, so it's 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 hard to shake it, and even like my childhood Batman is the Batman Forever Batman, yeah. which I'm pretty sure he doesn't kill anybody. We'll talk about that then. No, he doesn't. Definitely the Nolan Batman, and you know the Arkham and yeah. animated series Batman. Animated series Batman doesn't kill anyone. He's like Good Samaritan to the T. Well, he doesn't kill anyone in the comics either. Doesn't kill anyone in the games. Like he, that's Batman's thing. Is Batman doesn't kill. It's the same as Spider Man. I feel they like he may people. have killed people back in the day. I don't know. I I would I would have. He to killed people to when he originally started, like back in the forties yeah. and shit. And he carried a gun, but then he didn't. Well, uh, he yeah, stopped. that's that's always been a trope of of uh, Batman that he doesn't use guns. But I would see him holding a gun in the Batman vs Superman trailer, which is something that will be is it, discussed. Is it a gun or is it like a fucking? Like a fucking stun gun or like an electric yeah, pulse gun. or a gun. fucking grapple hook gun. Yeah, it's always yeah. a fucking gadget, so I'm not stressed. I'm sure it'll be something. Yeah. Now, I'm sure they did it just to get the nerds talking and spread, spread fucking... Yeah. Yeah, like we're doing right now. But, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I don't know 
it's it's hard to sort of pick what Batman's motivation in, in in this is. Like most of what Batman is is there. Yeah, he kills people. I think I just I washed over that because, like I said, of my preconceived Batman facts. But um, I like I still think like you can definitely see where the um modern Batman has evolved from from this film though. Like this was yeah. a, a a good start for it. But yeah, him and him and the Joker doesn't feel as big a rivalry as you know what we will eventually know their rivalry yeah, to be though it's strange isn't it like i feel like you put all this time into this character this character and like this antagonist but then like even when you find out joker killed batman's parents you're just kind of like uh, okay like yeah it, it didn't really seem to upset because batman doesn't really have any real interaction with him and, I mean, like, honestly, the best interaction we're ever going to see between the two of them is still going to be the interrogation scene in The Dark Knight, which is fucking phenomenal. I kind of wanted there to be more. I really just... I don't know. It's just fucking boring. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's just yeah. boring. Like, I want to see Batman and the Joker. I don't give a shit about this fucking bullshit reporter. I don't give a shit about the other reporter that has literally nothing to do with anything, the guy. I kind of felt bad for that guy. He, got, he just got shunned so quickly in as a character and, and as, yeah. you know, an actor. Like, he gets pushed aside by Bruce Wayne and you can see he gets all jealous and stuff. But, like, it was his story and this, this chick's just coming and taking it over because she's sucking Bruce Wayne's dick. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, but what about the fucking bat plane, though? As cool as it is... Uh, it's super... Yeah, I don't think cool is the word. I think it's just like Deix Machina times 10. He's got a fucking jet that he just pulls out of nowhere. Just pulls out of nowhere, but does fucking nothing with it. Yeah, he fucking... <laughs> he grabs some balloons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what is that thing? And I, I don't know. I think I think that was really cool. And, and watching how they made that, they did it all with models and stuff, which is pretty fucking obvious these days. Like... Oh my God, right? That's all I could think about was like but... how obvious it was that they were toys. But could you imagine as a kid seeing that and being like, the fucking bat plane, like, that's awesome. And I like that they've brought it in, but it's not its not even really a Deus Ex Machina because he, he really doesn't do any. He tries to blow up the Joker and he fucking misses him. It would have been much more practical to use the Batmobile. Like, Jesus Christ. But yep. What did you think of the Batmobile? Uh, the Batmobile was funky, man. Like, it was real fucking old school. Like, that was retro. It was cool seeing that. Like, could... Yeah, that's the kind of Batmobile that I remember mm. and love. Well, there's all so. the different, t- different like, generations of Batman. So that was cool. I was really glad um, that, like, I could... I, it was cool seeing it in action and then knowing where it escalates to. I really like that. I enjoyed yeah. that. What about you? No, I loved it. Uh, it's it's nostalgic to me. Like that's the that's what I think of when I think of the Batmobile. I think it might it might even be the next version of it in Batman Returns, but this original model, you know, that it's sort of based off. I I really dig that. I'm fairly certain I had a toy of this Batmobile. Really? So it that's sell well. Like yeah. Um, I actually prefer this. You know, these original Batmobiles to the Beast Batmobile that he has in the uh-huh. Nolan thing. Even though that's cool yeah. as fuck. There's just something so cool about this Batmobile. Um, and Robin even says it later on in Batman Forever. He's like, you know, the chicks dig the car. <laughs> it's true. But I do, I do, I do like the, the kind of the final showdown, even though it is dated and, you know, the fighting's slow as fuck as what we would be used to in a film these days. But, like, when they're up on the top of that tower, it's just, it's, it's just like a classic 
bad guy taking the it's like King Kong taking the girl up to the top of the Empire State Building and they're gonna have a fight up the top there and they drop him off the edge that was nice though like that's that was satisfying to me I liked that I really liked that I thought Mm. that was probably the best part of the film to be honest but like Uh, that was that's classic Batman like that's that's all I thought I'm like that's fucking that's good Batman but oi I didn't realise how many references this film has that other films have made like I, I didn't realize how big this film was. Like, <laughs> so much about it. Like, the whole art scene with the drawing on the art, the the line that you said uh, at the start of the podcast. Yeah, um, the pale dance with the devil in the pale wait, moonlight. Wait till they get a load of me, which is a, that's what um, the motherfucker says, well, Red Mist says in Kick-Ass, um, which is a homage Oh, he to does it. too. Yeah, I didn't even realize. There's a bunch of lines that my... Oh, and there's, of course... Um, the, what I liked the, the most as well was the whole Nolan's Batman pays a lot of homage to this film like when he's hanging the Joker by the grapple hook and that's how he dies when he shoots him and he falls to the ground he hangs he hangs the Joker in Dark Knight he hangs him upside down mm, and that's, that's clear true. that's very obviously like a fucking homage to this like obviously I thought it was excellent I was like wow that's so cool I didn't know all these films did that but yeah. Well, they all they all really, really owe owe everything to this film. Because yeah. If it wasn't for this film getting made, those movies we'd never have them. So Pretty that's much. It, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice it. But yeah, I thought it was excellent. It out, I can see it everywhere. Well, listen, I, I I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm pretty done with this one. You shall we wrap it up? <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. It's fucking Batman. Like it was boring as fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have anything else. Yeah, let's go. Look. I think uh, it's it's uh, it's just it's dated like it's an old film. I feel like if you don't have any real connection to it, you know, nostalgically, you're gonna go into the film like I did and be like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, oh, that's cool, oh, Tim Burton's a fuckhead, and then finish the film. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's excellent, but like at the end of the day, it's kind of like with all the knowledge and the films that we now have, it's it's just a kind of older, lamer film. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this with what I'm saying. But yeah, I look, I, I give it a... I, I give it a... Probably a three out of five, Batman. That's pretty fair for how negative you're sounding. So well, I'm just saying, like, look, I, I, obviously when we're doing a retrospect, we're able to look... We're able to use our knowledge now. This is yeah. a new film. This film has done so much for the industry and for superhero films and for so many directors and for all these other reasons and it's just opened up all these doors... And for that, I'm grateful. And, and it clearly, it's not a bad movie. And I think it's, you know, if I can go sit here and watch it, I know what makes it good and I can respect that. So it's a three out of five. Fair enough. Um, well, I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, it's hard to look at this film with what we know now and give it a fair review because it's, it's, it is, you know, nearly 30 years old and we've had nearly 30 years of new superhero movies that have done it way better and are much more entertaining. But, like you said, we owe this film everything because then we wouldn't have those movies now. So there's like a teetering line there. But this is the first time that I, I feel like I've actually properly watched the film. And watching it, I did feel like I'd seen... I hadn't seen this movie before because I... Like, I remember The Pale Moonlight thing i remember certain scenes i remember you know um the batman with his wings i remember the neck but other than that i had no idea who was in this film i didn't know vicky vale was even a thing 
which I kind of liked her though. I did I did like the um that character and and Kim Basinger in that in that role. And I like the build up for this this movie. Like the the sense of mystery is fantastic at the start and the world looks great. It is dated. Um some of that like there's like that first shot that we see it's like a top-down shot of the city and you see Batman kind of walk away and it's this oh, weird God, animation. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so just it's like... It's weird cartoony, like, oh, what the fuck? It's like worse. It's worse than the animated series, which which was funny. But, you know, it is an old film and, like, I don't know. I'm sure... But I'm sure they were doing better animation back then. <laughs> like, Terminator was out then. <laughs> come on. It's, come on, guys. Like, I mean... Wasn't that bad? Terminator Terminator Two came out two years after this, and that like had fantastic stuff. But I think that was brown. No, that was Cameron, so it's groundbreaking mm. shit. But it's yeah, it is. It's the the biggest problem is it's dated. It is still Batman, and it is way too long at two hours. Oh, it's so fucking long. I had to watch and it in parts it's for st- other reasons. For like sex, but like I had to watch it in parts. <laughs> but yeah, it's I was. I feel like every other time I've watched it, I've watched it in parts as well, but I really didn't have any time leading up to this one. So I had, I had two hours last night. So if I can smash it out, then it did, I did feel the length, but I'll tell you one thing though. I was drawn into it more than I remember being drawn into it. So I have to give it some props, but that doesn't stop it from being pretty boring from what I expect from a superhero movie. So with the preconceived, ideas that I have of superhero movies now, as well as my respect for what this film did, I would probably give it a 2.5, but because it's a Batman movie, I'm going to give it another extra 0.5 and meet you at that 3. Out of fucking respect. That's why we gave you that extra 0.5. That's it. Out of fucking respect, Batman. (laughs) Because we fucking love you. Because I'm going to fucking finish this podcast and going to fucking play Arkham Arkham fucking Knight. Because I, I just fucking love you, man. And yep. you've done this to me. And I'm fucking... I just love Batman. Oh, man. We get to watch so many Batman films. I'm so pumped. Now that, yeah, this, one's, now that, this, now that this one's out of the way. <laughs> I know, I know. Because I've, I've actually been really looking forward to getting back to Batman Returns. I really, really want to watch that. Yeah, I'm keen to watch forever. I came so close the other day to buying like a um, one-eighth scale penguin action figure. <laughs> Oh my god! It was like two hundred bucks. I was like, I you can't were justify like, it. You were bad. Like for anyone who doesn't know, fish. But well, not bad. Like because you do it. You do it. Like you don't do it out of impulse. You do it because you fucking want to. Like fish just fucking buys a lot of nerd merch. Like a lot. Like so fucking much. Yeah, you should see my house. You like fish needs to do like a like show. I'll do it. When I go to, by the way, I'm going to Melbourne soon to see Fish. Um, Yay! When I go to Melbourne, I'm going to fucking put it on Fish and Connor and I'll just show everyone Fish's nerd merch because it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's the best shit ever, honestly. But yeah. Maybe I'll have okay. a penguin by then. Yeah. <laughs> I, maybe. So it's not, you're close to getting it now, but <laughs> you'll get it. <laughs> if... Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. If I see it again, I'll probably buy it. I've I've thought yeah. about it. I've I've lost sleep over this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me. When I go into a clothes shop, I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I don't want that. It's cool, but I don't need it. Like whatever. See ya. And then yeah. the day after, I'm like, I'm gonna get that because I thought about it more than once. That's right. That's exactly it. If you're thinking about it later, you need it. You need it. But, That's it. Hey. 
Next week, though, we're not going to do another Batman movie. We're going to do that Revenant review that we've been promising you since the start of the year. We oh, want to do it you. along with The Hateful Eight. We're going to do a double feature review. We were supposed to do that this week, but for some reason, Queensland sold us out and didn't show the fucking Hateful Eight in 70 mil anywhere, so Connor couldn't see it. I've yeah, seen fucking it. fucking hell. I'm so jealous, man. I want to see that shit so bad. I love Tarantino. Yeah, so I'm really excited to talk about that movie and the experience that I had with it, and I'm really excited to see what you think about that as well. And then we've also got The Revenant coming up, which I think we're going to have a fun conversation over that one. Yeah. So stay tuned for that one next week. And But then we'll be back into Batman, and it's going to be Batman pretty much up until, up until Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> yeah, so exciting times ahead. I hope you're as excited to go on this journey with us as I am. But until next week... Play the music, fish! Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur a Movie. Fishing Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Batman, its merchandise, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Batman Main Theme is performed by the City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra and Nick Rain. Mm-hmm.